Welcome to Hashtag Influencer, hosted by Babelbox CEO Sherry Langbert. Sherry interviews the world's biggest brands, agencies, and influencers to uncover their influencer marketing secrets to success. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Hashtag Influencer wherever you get your podcasts from. On this episode, Sherry is joined by Meg Harrell, an entrepreneur, influencer, and registered nurse. She is the creator of Megfort.com. Meg is a mother of two and runs her Megfort digital brand from home in Central Florida. In addition, Meg provides tips to the medical community through TikTok from her experience as a registered nurse. Meg loves to practice minimalism in every way, including travel, fashion, home design, and parenting. Her blog and social media presence inspires mothers to pursue their dreams and find joy in simplifying life. She will encourage you to take your ordinary life and make it extraordinary. Hi, Meg. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited, too. Well, I, we are obsessed with both of your channels, but before we get into that, would love to know where you're based out of, what got what you started in the influencer marketing space, and you know how you're liking it. All right, so right now I am in Central Florida. We just moved here a couple months ago. Awesome. Yeah, I'm loving it. Where did you move from? Well, we were living in a tiny house RV, so we were kind of moving around constantly before COVID and everything, but we had like a little main base in North Carolina. So we would always like go back to North Carolina. Oh my God. That is so interesting. I've been begging to just get in an RV and just drive across the country, but I don't think it's happening for me. So what inspired you to start out as an influencer? And just tell us, like, I know you have two channels, which is fascinating in itself. So what inspired you and what are your two channels? Yeah. All right. So I would say it all started in 2015. It was just a really, really rough year for me. And my therapist suggested I start a journal or a blog just because I express myself so much better writing. And so I did. And I wrote about everything I was passionate about and what stage of life I was in, all of that. I literally just dumped it. And that was the Meg for it brand. Mm -hmm. I I don't know where that name came from. It just like came to me one day. I thought it was funny and kind of cheeky. And that was the first blog that I started, the first brand that I started. And then I just started to learn SEO and best practices in the industry and started following other big bloggers and saw what they were doing. And it, it grew and exploded. And then about two years ago is when I really did start the Nurse Meg brand. I just wanted to reach more nurses. I was working as a night nurse for the last 13 years. Oh my God. (laughs) I just wanted to reach more nurses. I had so much knowledge and so many successful little resources that I saw my little baby nurses use. And I just wanted to reach more people. So I just decided to copy paste, start a blog and do all the same things that I did with the first brand. And now I'm here doing two different brands. So I have so many questions. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with the fact that you actually started with a blog because so many people now don't. And so I would love to know from you, do you think the blog, having blog content has helped you? Because I know it's a lot more to maintain. It is a lot more to maintain, but it is yours. And Mm -hmm. 
in a second, an entire platform can disappear. Like we saw, I think it was in 2018 where Facebook and Instagram were down for a whole, you know, 12 hours. Platforms will come and go, but your blog is your blog. And I think even if you just want to be an Instagram influencer, I really think you need to own a space and have a blog and maintain it if you really want to be a true influencer and transition from a hobby to a business. I wish you could shout this with me from the rooftops because <laughs> no, I mean, it is a lot more to maintain. It's a lot more work, but it's, it's, it's that. And it's also, then you could have extensions of your email and the algorithms can't change. I mean, there's just so much, there's so many be- positive benefits. It's just much easier to just, you know, Hey, I'm on TikTok versus I'm sitting down and writing, you know, articles all day long. Yeah. So how did you kind of start learning about, you know, SEO and all this stuff? Was it just, did you take courses or you just learned from just watching different things? I'm a big believer in YouTube university. (laughs) (laughs) There's so, I mean, I even learned how to drive stick shift on YouTube. Like there's so many free resources. And if you want to support you know, a creator and buy their course and, you know, kind of get their story along with it. That's super valuable. But if you're just starting out and you don't have a budget to like invest in, in big courses, watch as much YouTube as you can, like replace any like entertainment, Netflix, Hulu, whatever with learning on YouTube. It's so, so great. There's so many great resources of people that are ready to share their knowledge. It's so funny because you forget, like I'll be in the midst of something and then I forget I could just go to YouTube. I'm like, how do I do this? And then it's like, oh, let me just go to YouTube. Even if it's like a stupid computer glitch, it's always there. There's always a video. (laughs) For literally everything. Even like I had some trouble with my RV of like how to empty a certain tank or do something. And I was Googling it and it didn't make sense. I needed a visual. So then I just, I found a YouTube video. It was like two minutes long. It walked me through it and it solved my problem. Like everybody just keep it. (laughs) I'm doing that because last year I planted all these seedlings and none of them survived, even though I grew a lot of leaves. But this year I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch the YouTube videos. I'm going to figure this out. We're in the age where knowledge is free, guys. So I'm just thinking that this is like making me think you might launch a third channel. I think, are you still RVing at all or no? No, we sold it. I finally grown up and we bought a house. Okay. Now I'm officially adulting. (laughs) Yeah, that's always good. I'm going to go, I'm going to do the reverse trend of you. So I guess I'd love to know in terms of like these parallel channels, one started earlier, but they're very different content. Yes. You know, how do you go about, you know, kind of devoting attention to Meg go for it versus nurse Meg? How I, I think nurse Meg is the one that's really large on TikTok. Tell me the difference between each channel. So they are totally and completely different in their content. And that is because the audiences are so completely different. So for the Meg for it brand, it is really 30 to 45 year old millennial females They're mostly mothers. They mostly have kids under 10 and they're interested in things for their home, things for their family and travel and minimalism is kind of like the big home thing. So that's like that audience. So everything I make, I kind of like think of this one avatar female who's a mother, who's a millennial, who's interested in travel and minimalism and loves her family. But then the nurse Meg side is completely different. So my audience there 
is healthcare workers, not just nurses. It's ages uh, 20 to 30. So they're a little bit younger. <laughs> they're a little bit hipper. That's why there's more on TikTok. And it is also mostly female, but there's a good percentage. There's about like 30% that are male in healthcare that, that follow that channel. So the content is completely different. The audiences are completely different. So when I think about creating content and like, what can I provide that will be beneficial and will be valuable? I like to imagine my entire audience as one person. So I mm -hmm. create this like mental avatar of that person and what do they want to hear? What do they need? What would be valuable to that person? Amazing. So this is the natural next question. We talk about the Nurse Meg channel. This past year, we at Babelbox have seen a lot of different companies coming to us saying, okay, we need to talk to nurses and to doctors. Have you seen large growth on that channel the past year plus? Absolutely. I think everybody... I mean, because of quarantine and things like that, everybody kind of went online to socialize and to mm -hmm. get human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, nurses and, and doctors and healthcare workers did the same. Everybody kind of went on there. And I think my TikTok account that I started for the nurse bag, I really did start late. The, the brand has been around for two years, but I just started the TikTok in November of 2020. Mm -hmm. and it like exploded. We're almost to half a million followers. I and know, I unbelievable. It really says two things. It really talks about how generous the, the TikTok algorithm is compared to you know Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. They are so generous. They will show your video to who wants to see it. And it really shows that when you niche down to a very specific thing, to a very specific audience, it will explode. You will have success. Do you want to start the Babelbox TikTok channel for us? <laughs> <laughs> if I could fit it in, I totally would. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I know you've worked on a bunch of partnerships with us, but tell us on different channels or what has been your favorite brand collaboration? What's been the most, and I hate using the word in quote, viral or most popular, you know, collaboration <laughs> that you've done? And what's been your favorite? I can tell you, I love what you did for us with us on Hoover's, the vacuum company. The photos just almost looked like that. I don't know. They were just extraordinary. So tell us what has been most fun for you. It doesn't have to be one of ours and, and why you liked it, et cetera. Alrighty. So you did touch on viral. I did have a couple of TikToks go viral. I mean, like in the millions of views. Wow. I do have one TikTok that has 10 million views right now. Oh my <laughs> it God. Was, it was because I talked about like a paranormal thing that happened to me at work. It's a segment that I do on my TikTok, scariest things that have happened to me as a nurse. Uh -huh. And <laughs> I feel like that like intrigue of just a relatable thing that happened. And then also the intrigue of something little paranormal and stuff. I mm -hmm. like, I don't care how long you have worked in healthcare, like every night shift healthcare worker has a little bit of like an interest in the paranormal. Like there's just things you see that happen that you're like, I can't explain that. So that was different. Now, like I want to ask what they are. Give me an example. Could you share one? Just equipment going off or oh. like a call bell going off in a room that's completely empty or seeing the bed move by itself. Oh God. Okay. I have tons of stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
that's like, that was the most viral thing that happened that I was like so proud of. But I think the most exciting, crazy collaboration was in 2018 when I started to write about my passion for Disney because I, we had season passes and I went as a kid and I just wrote about like what it would be like when you first go there and tips and tricks that like many people didn't know about. And Disney actually reached out to me and they were like, would you like to go on a cruise and write about it and make a video? And that was like the ultimate. I always wanted to work with them. I never imagined that I could with my little tiny blog in my little corner of the internet. And they loved it. They sent me and my family on a cruise and then I created content for them. They loved it. They shared it on their channels. And then later that summer, they said, can we fly you out to LA? We're doing a movie premiere for Christopher Robin. Will you also create such and such content? And I was like over the moon. I was like, that's it. I oh my God. Disney acknowledged that I'm a content creator. That's it. I can die. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Do you still work with them now? I do. Yes, I do work with them every once in a while. They have something new coming out in the parks. They'll invite me and my kids to, to come down and take a peek at whatever's happening or a new festival or something. That is so cool. Well, congratulations on that. Do you remember, I mean, I go back and my team is always laughing at some of the first campaigns we did or some of the, like, what was, do you remember the first <laughs> collaboration you ever did? I remember the first paid one that I did. It was a blanket company and they said, we're going to pay you money. Mm -hmm. I think it was $200, which was just astronomical. It was, it was such a big deal. I'm going to pay you $200 to write a blog post and take four pictures of our blanket, like you using the blanket, my kids using the blanket. And I was, oh my gosh, I was so excited to like get paid money to be creative. It was the first time that that had ever happened to me because I had been a nurse and, you know, you, you didn't, I didn't realize that you can get paid to be creative and do a good job on the last day to do it again. That was the most exciting time ever. And that was in 2016. So I had had my blog for about a year. Wow. Constantly working on it before I ever made a penny on it. So I guess a big question, yeah. I mean, for a lot of influencers, it's like, how do you get the brands to notice you? Which is great that you said, you know, you actually wrote about Disney and did your own thing before they came. Did you ever go after brands and try to interact with them to specifically pitch them? Is that a good approach, you know, if, from the influencer side of things? I think it is once you're established. I mean, you have to get the roots before you get the fruit. So mm -hmm. it, it does mean that you're going to work hard on, building your audience and building your platform, whether you choose to do a blog or social media or both, you really do have to put the time and effort before you're a valuable billboard because that's what brands are paying. They're paying for your social media expertise. They're paying for your photography skills or videography skills. They're also paying for your audience and you have to provide value for brands to want to work with you. So you can start off by pitching them and seeking them out. But when you do that, you really have to come with, I have this valuable billboard instead of saying, mm -hmm. Oh, I love your chocolate. And I really want 
free chocolate and I won't, I'll post a picture on Instagram. It's not quite the right angle, but if you come with my audience saw me eating this chocolate on stories, uh, they expressed all this interest. This is exactly who my audience is. And mm -hmm. I think it aligns with your ideal customer. Let's have a partnership. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So the other part of it is the affiliate side like, or just kind of in kind, is that something that you recommend to influencers getting started out or starting out or even brands? Like a lot of brands want to just with it, work with influencers in kind. Is that still something that you think is supported by the influencer community? Do you recommend it? I mean, there's so many ways to do that. There mm -hmm. are companies that will do affiliates you know, with, oh, you get 2% of the sale. There are companies that give 50% of the sale uh, with no cap. And that's obviously more valuable. I think in every way you get what you pay for. So if you just want to work with, you know, people who will take your free product and it's something that isn't super valuable, you may not get great engagement. You may not get great return on investment if you're just willing to give out your product or just work affiliates. But if you do want to reach more people and you want your marketing to be valuable, I think you, you have to pay. I mean, no one would walk into an advertising firm and say, Hey, I'll give you a chocolate bar. <laughs> if you create a billboard and hire a model and hire a photographer, you know, like you, you do have to pay for quality advertising. Yeah. And it's the audience, but like what you just said, there is so much that goes behind the scenes, the writing, the photography, the staging, the, it's just, it's the list is goes on and on. Yeah. And that's why I think digital marketing is the future and influencers are the future of advertising, especially with what we learned in COVID. I mean, an influencer is literally everybody. They are an entire advertising firm. Mm -hmm in one person. Well, we saw that. I mean, the first, you know, March 2nd was my birthday. And I was like, something is not going right here. Like with the world, this isn't going to be as easy as we think. And then, you know, I think March halted for us, but then people, I mean, our partners quickly realized there's no, you know, there's no photo shoots. There's nothing. Where could we go? The only people who are always on and at home and safe are influencers. So I think you're right there. Yeah. And a lot of people realized, wow, I got great return on investment. Look at how many people purchased because of using influencers. Mm -hmm. there's a, it's a huge gap. There's a huge translation. If you're just putting ads in magazines and newspapers and commercials versus somebody that people love and follow and trust saying, hey, I use this. My kids used it. I think it's pretty great. Why don't you try it out? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, conversion rates through the roof. Yeah. And it's also more cost-effective. Always you could turn it on you could turn it off. So we could go on forever about the benefits. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. brings, you brought up COVID and things changing and my question. So what other things have you seen changing? Like from our perspective, you know, never in my wildest dream did I think, you know, boxes would be, you know, it's boxes are being used for everything. Like, are there other the virtual events? Like, have you been invited to virtual events? Are you seeing more, you know, custom experience kits or anything else that you've seen in the past year or so? Yeah, I've seen a lot of virtual events. Disney, speaking of Disney, Disney had a virtual event 
last week where they sent some influencers a box and it was advertising their new cruise ship that'll come out next summer. And, you know, almost like a little virtual press release kind of thing that they would usually do in person, but everybody watched at home. I've seen a ton of that kind of thing. Launches where they invite influencers and they'll send them something in the mail and they'll say, let's, you know, hop on Zoom all together and we'll do a presentation, something like that. So yeah, I've seen a lot of that because of COVID, but I've also seen a lot of people choosing influencers because they can't hire out a studio and a photographer and a model. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Have you seen, do you think like an increase in the past year or a decrease in terms of like those types of opportunities? Oh, an increase for sure. It's a lot less, I guess, chasing and pitching on our end, especially when I talk to other influencers. I do have a couple of groups of influencers that we kind of just share tips and talk about where we are in our business. It was definitely a lot of chasing at the beginning of yeah. 20. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, we're turning down work and saying this, I literally don't have time <laughs> to accept another campaign. Can, can I do it maybe in the next quarter or can we find some other type of partnership? But I do see a huge explosion. I don't know how, I don't know how you manage it all. You have basically three jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Life around here is very calculated. I literally have a uh, schedule of what happens every hour. Oh my God. For my business, for uh, my kids, for everything. And this is the first year that I decided to start hiring things out. Mm -hmm. So a video editor, somebody to do SEO for YouTube, somebody to help me manage emails and to pitch someone to do my Facebook ads, someone to do my handle, my Pinterest. It is a lot of moving parts. That's amazing. Um, But yeah, now I've gotten to the point where I can ask for help and hire out help. (laughs) Well, as I said, if you ever need any recommendations or tips from us. We're happy to share any resources that we have. So, you know, you could always feel free to reach out to us. And I would love for you to share with everyone listening, you know, the different ways they could find you online. So, you know, share your handles, your website names, etc. Awesome. Absolutely. So my main website is megforit.com, M-E-G-F-O-R-I-T.com. And it's pretty much the same across the board on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. You can just find me by typing Meg for it. And then my second brand, nursemegrn.com. And it's the same on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me. I just type in nursemegrn and you'll see me. (laughs) And I will add for any brands listening that Meg is a delight to work with, always on time, always superior content, amazing, and just a joy to work with. So thank you. That warms my heart. Thank you. You make make everything much easier for us. And I will end the, the, the interview with the question I always ask. So name an influencer you love to follow, but hate to admit that you do. (laughs) I love that question. I definitely have no hate in my heart for any influencer or like (laughs) creating an online business or building the future of this industry, but it is a little bit embarrassing, like how obsessed I am with the bucket list family. (laughs) Okay. I don't know them. It's like a family who constantly travels and right now they live in Hawaii and I'm like obsessed with them. Every time they update any platform, I get an alert, I get a notification. 
I'm obsessed with the mom, Jessica. I admire her as an influencer, as a mom, as an athlete. I just want to be best friends with them. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to go look at the bucket list family. And I just really thank you for your time. And it was a pleasure having you today. Yeah, it was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Best of luck. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hashtag Influencer. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts from. For all of our episodes and more information about our guests, head to podcast.babblebox.com. That's box with two X's. And stay tuned for next week's episode, where Babblebox CEO Sherry Langbert interviews another great guest. This is Hashtag Influencer.